is Andy Wakefield, and this is the Andy Wakefield Podcast. This is a place where stories are told that have never been heard before. Welcome back to the Andy Wakefield Podcast, episode 51. My name is Lori Gregory. Andy. Uh, Laurie, hi. We made it past 50. We... <laughs> <laughs> life, life begins at 50. That's I wonderful. feel like we should have a cake or something. It's, you know, we did 50 was a big thing, but it, it's, it's been a whole year now since we've been doing this podcast. It just continues to grow and grow. And we're so grateful for our sponsorship. And today you've brought a really, really special guest. I'm so excited to meet her. Well, I'm going to introduce you to Scylla Watcott. And Scylla has fascinated me for some time. I'm a great fan of yours, Scylla. And just a little bit of background. And I think if my memory served me correctly, which is increasingly less likely these days, but that I first heard you lecture in Salt Lake City or in, in, in Utah, around that area, at Kristen Chevrier's meeting. It may not have been there, but I just, just had this memory of that. And you talked there about homeoprophylaxis. And my coming from mainstream medicine, we went through a period, for example, where acupuncture was considered just hocus pocus. And then it wasn't. Then it became part of mainstream medicine and medicine started to try and rationalize why it worked, but it worked. And anesthesiologists in particular took it up as part of their clinical repertoire. And homeopathy struck me as being something similar. My feeling about homeopathy is that it was rather like the situation described by Viner, who I think it was Viner who won the Nobel Prize for describing low-dose oral tolerance. The ability to give a very low dose of a foreign protein, an antigen, orally, and to induce a, an immune tolerance in someone who had previously been reactive to that antigen to annul the immune response, to make it non-allergic by using an exquisitely low dose of antigen. And that, that, that was my sense of what it might be in terms of its mechanism. And then I heard you talk, and it was a new concept, and that was using, to me at least, of using uh, homeopathy as prophylaxis in a similar way that it's hoped that vaccines might work. And you told an extraordinary story, which lives with me to this day, about the Cuban experience. And it was, I'd love you to share that story with the audience, because it was compelling and, and remains um, sort of in the forefront of my perception of, of what's really going on with homeopathy and homeoprophylaxis. So um, welcome to the show. So please introduce yourself and, and your background, and then... Please launch into the, the Cuban connection. Thanks, Andy. It's great to be here. And yes, we did. We, we actually met in 2007 or nine at the um, National Vaccine Information Conference. And that's when I reached out to you afterwards and invited you to speak. <laughs> it, was, it was not in Utah. Okay. Right, right. That was, that was a few times later. But then you came and spoke at a conference of mine in uh, Dallas. That's right. Yeah. And then we saw each other in Utah and again in Florida, I think. But anyway, so thank you for having me. That's and good. yeah, so I'm a classical homeopath. Um, my undergraduate degree is from Arizona State University. Then I did four years of homeopathic medical training, received a diploma, and then did a PhD in clinical homeopathy after that. So certified classical homeopaths have 
the certification by a body of our peers. We're not licensed the same as medical doctors are. We're certified and the qualifications are very stringent. We require annual continuing ed credits and research that we do. So that's my background. I've been doing homeopathy since 2002, I believe it is, and have launched into homeoprophylaxis as a result of uh, doing more study and meeting with Dr. Isaac Golden, who's the world's leading researcher for homeoprophylaxis. He's from Australia, and he's done a 15-year study with about 3,000 children using homeoprophylaxis, which I can share a little bit about after I talk to you about the leptospirosis study. But leptospirosis is an endemic tropical disease with a very high mortality rate. And we see it in tropical climates. Uh, in Cuba, it's endemic. And each year, the Cuban government will vaccinate their entire population against leptospirosis in the late summer. Because at the end of hurricane season, when they have rain and storms, the fields get flooded. Rats run through the fields that carry leptospirosis. People walk through the fields um, and have a cut in their skin. And it goes to the kidneys, the liver, and can, can cause a great uh, deal of mortality. So they're, they're vaccinated annually. And in 2007, they had multiple hurricanes come through and they could not uh, distribute vaccination efficiently. So they decided to try homeoprophylaxis. This was the public health authorities. That's correct. correct. The public health authorities. And they utilized the Findlay Institute, which is a research and development institute in Havana. Um, and they had a natural division that created the homeoprophylaxis. And they call it leptocep, uh, I believe they called it. And they distributed it to an area that they predicted was going to have a very high incidence of leptospirosis that year. They just wanted to try it in one area. So in 2007, in that particular area, they had 150 cases. The prediction was 225 cases the following year, 2008. They distributed Nozolep. That was the name of it, Nozolep. And instead, they only had 80 cases. But in neighboring vicinities, they also had a reduction. So the speculation was, maybe we just weren't hit as hard as we anticipated. Um, let's keep going. Let's distribute it again. And then in 2009, they had zero cases and all the other areas increased. So they continued to distribute it. They have reduced their incidence of leptospirosis to just about nothing. And it's highly successful. And it was peer reviewed. It's in medical journals. I have a copy of the full study that's available at familyhomeopathycare.com. And there's a free knowledge vault. You just have to join the knowledge vault. There's a chapter there on homeoprophylaxis. And many, many studies are in there for meningitis, for influenza, and other information about homeoprophylaxis. So that was leptospirosis. And they, they continued to do quite a few studies. They had been using homeoprophylaxis since 2004. In some of my classes, I have information about their studies with hepatitis A, dengue fever, swine flu, pneumococcal disease, cholera, conjunctivitis, and leptospirosis. So they were actively using homeoprophylaxis for all of those diseases. 
Fascinating. I mean, absolutely fascinating. Tell me, what's the, the rate of adverse reactions to homeoprophylaxis compared with the leptospirosis vaccine? Do you have any information on that? I don't know the rate of injury with the vaccine itself, but I know that with homeoprophylaxis, it's zero. There, there are no injuries because we're, we're looking at energy medicine, which I believe is the forefront. Just like conventional medicine began to accept acupuncture, which is hundreds of years old, I think they're going to come around because now we have electron microscopy and nanodiffraction and proton nuclear magnetic resonance. All of these things are showing us that nanoparticles are rich in silicon and they take on the properties of the substrate. So this is being proven. And this is, this is the principle upon which homeopathy and homeoprophylaxis rests, and it does not cause injury. You've been listening to the Andy Wakefield Podcast. To continue the conversation, go to 1986theact.com slash membership, where for $5 a month, you can subscribe and access the Andy Wakefield podcast in its entirety and much more. Thank you.